Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. I'm thrilled today to be with Bear Newman. As co-founder of Bear Fox Marketing, Bear played a pivotal role in its growth and success. Within a span of just two years, he led the company to reach seven-figure revenues, a testament to his strategic vision and leadership skills. Managing millions of dollars in advertising spend across various platforms, Bear has demonstrated his ability to drive results and maximize return um, on investment for his clients. He's also the author of the book, The Bear Fox Principle, Powerful Smart Solutions to Accelerate Business Revenue. Welcome, Bear, to the podcast. Hi, Anne. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for that uh, wonderful intro. Well, thank you so very much. Um, so. I would like to start where you started. And you started researching keywords in the craft space, um, a, a truly niche space, and you started with keywords. Tell us how that happened and where it's taken you. Um, and then we'll get into your agency and services. Yeah, absolutely. So. I've been doing SEO, kind of trying to study it, learn it on the side. And I was able to get a position at a local company here in Boise, Idaho, that had a craft store online that they were really building up. It had 53,000 craft products and they needed someone to do the keyword research on every single page for every single product. And that was me. So I'm not a big crafter myself, not big into crocheting, but uh, I spent about nine months doing a lot of keyword research for that. Usually keyword research is where you start. There's uh, a few things I feel like I've learned along the way that if you have selected the product that you really want and you know your competition, keyword research is really the next place to go. One thing that's unique with SEO is that while keyword is research is really important, there's a few high level things you might want to take into account before. A lot of people say, well, I have these products that you have 10 products and you focus on just any traffic you can get with maybe the highest volume from those keywords. The first question I would ask before I did keyword research would be, what product do I want to sell? Is there a particular type of customer I actually enjoy working with? Is there a product that actually makes me better margins? Uh, you know, really, what do I want as opposed to I'll just take whatever I can get? And it really is a bit of a game changer in saying, you know, I really don't like these kinds of customers for these five products or services that I have. I love these. These have great margins. My customers are usually happy. 
I'm going to focus over here and then start the keyword research. Once you really know what you want to focus on and you can kind of pick and choose where you want to go. So um, they talk about the niches and that's what you're, you're saying as well, that we not only need to know our customer, uh, our, our end user, but also um, the products that they would be interested in before we did the re keyword research. Yeah. So we exactly. have, so we have a direction. Yep, exactly. So a lot of people say, you know, start with keyword research. I would actually start a little before then and make sure that you're focused on what you want as your business and you can go after those keywords. So there's a little more flexibility and where you want to navigate to, as opposed to just taking whatever you can get. So following that experience, you opened your own agency. Um, what were some of the main uh, pain points that you decided that you wanted to solve with your agency? Great question. Really, it was uh, my best clients have been ones that have been burned in the past. And that was really the foundation for, for Bear Fox, the way I structured it. I saw a lot of agencies uh, wouldn't give any kind of a forecast. They wouldn't say, hey, and you know, in six months or 10 months, we think we should be able to produce X kind of ROI. You know, we should be able to get these kinds of rankings. You should be able to see some kind of a return in a given time frame. It was more of a, well, SEO is more of a black hole. Just put money into it and someday you'll see a return. We're confident. And there was just this very lackadaisical, well, you just put money in, we'll see what happens kind of a situation. And it was just burning a lot of business owners. And in addition to that, they were really putting money into a website and they didn't necessarily own their website. A lot of times they were kind of renting a website from the developer. And so I decided from the foundation up to be different. So at Bear Fox, we have a consultative approach. We run the numbers. We ask you to know your numbers. And if you don't, we'll walk you through the numbers we need to be able to make it successful and we can forecast. And if we can't make it successful, we'll tell you, honestly, you're going to need, like, what do you need to make this campaign successful? Do you need a 2X ROI? Do you need a 10X ROI? So you know what we're working with and what you need from the campaign. And we say, honestly, to make this profitable for you, you need a 5X return within six months. We'll run the numbers and see if we, we're confident we can make that happen. And we do that for every channel. So whether it's SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, we know and understand the stats we need to make it successful. And so we'll, we'll do that. In addition to all of the assets you create with Bearfox, Facebook ads, websites, landing pages, you own those. So you work with us. We work as a team. If I'm not cutting it and getting you the results, you take what we built together and you can go find someone that can maybe execute better than I can or my team did, whatever the case might be. But I'm not holding you hostage with those assets. So you have to start over again. Uh, that's amazing. And you also have a, a quite a large team now uh, that focuses on specific areas. So yes. it's not one person covering the volume um, on your website. That's one of the things that you focus on, your team and having people with the expertise. Yeah, absolutely. We're a team of specialists. And what I didn't want to have was a lot of agencies can be structured in a way where they have an account coordinator. They actually run your Facebook ads. They're also the, the what we call a technician. So they actually run your Facebook ads. They run your content. Content. They'll actually create the content themselves. They run your Google ads. And there's no way for someone to be really cutting edge and really that good at their profession when they have so many different 
skill sets that they have to master. It's just not going to happen. So they'll really be fairly okay, maybe mediocre, probably at best in each one of those, but they're not going to be an expert. And so with Bear Fox, if you have us run your Facebook campaign and an SEO campaign, you have a Facebook specialist, you have a graphic designer to help you design the ads, you have an SEO specialist, they all work together, they collaborate. And so they can have the best results for each channel. And the good thing about having them all with the same company is we actually don't work in silos. So we can see what the Facebook team is doing and how it would complement the SEO. A lot of people say those are very different. They actually can work together. So we have that and make sure that we're working together to get you the best possible results with the most cutting edge um, professionalism we can get. One of the things that uh, one of the other things you've said in another interview is you speak about the fact that people say, okay, fine, I'm spending this much money on, let's say, a Facebook ad. Um, they are getting um, a return and then they decide, okay, fine, I'll, I'll uh, stop the Facebook ads. And then all of a sudden the return dries up. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us about that. So tracking is fantastic. Uh, I'm a huge advocate. If you don't have tracking in place, you're pretty much dead in the water because you won't know what is working, what isn't working. The added caveat there is understanding how the tracking works together. People try and say and, and segment everything and compartmentalize which channel is working without understanding that they do, they do work together. So to your point, Facebook and SEO are considered very, very different. So you run a Facebook campaign, you got great ads, great images, but let, let's say you're a new product, so they don't know you. And there's a much lower trust factor with Facebook than there is with Google. So to make sure you're not some um, uh, scammer out of China, people will then Google your name. And if you're ranked there organically, people trust Google. Trust factor with Google is sky high. So they'll see you, they'll go through your website organically, and then they'll buy. And if you don't understand how those two work together and how they're finding you organically, you'll say, well, the Facebook isn't creating any conversions. I have no sales from Facebook, but Google is killing it. So you know what? Facebook is an obvious waste of money. Let's cut it off and let's just focus on Google. And all of a sudden your sales dry up because you didn't understand that the Facebook was actually driving your organic traffic. That's so interesting. And it's such a great way to look at the, the whole rather than uh, look at different pieces. Um, so you've touched on it a little, but uh, speak some more about uh, Facebook versus Google, how they work together and where people should put, how people can concentrate on reaching their end result. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that needs to be taken into account is what your goals are. And that's one of the reasons we have a consultative approach to Bear Fox is because some companies have a brand new product. If you have a brand new product, no one is searching for your product. So you'll have to have keywords that are kind of similar, but not the same. So if you have a Google ad campaign that really only shows up for similar matches that you can bid on, but ultimately if they, if your ad pops up, they don't know what that is. They're not going to click on it. So if no one's searching for your product, Google ads isn't really a great way to go. So you'd have to have Facebook. Facebook is an interruptive media. So they're really on Facebook scrolling, looking through images, and then you kind of pop up. So if you have a good ad, let's say, and it's attractive, you've targeted well, they'll be curious, okay, what is that? They'll become aware of your product and then they can search. But if you start with Google, 
you're going to waste a whole bunch of money because they don't even know you exist. So making sure you understand your situation. If you already have a really popular product, people know what it is. You might be able to run Facebook and make it successful. It might be a waste of money. And you really should focus more on Google. Google typically is closer to the actual sale. So if someone's searching for your product, they're more likely to actually buy. So Google is usually a little more expensive, but they can be much better at actually creating sales. And then the SEO element, if you don't have your branded terms, your company name organically ranked, and they search for you, there's a huge red flag. Like, wait a minute, their, their company name doesn't even come up for their company. It's probably a scam. And that will cripple your Facebook campaign and even your Google ad campaign because you don't seem credible because you're not showing up there for your company name. Sure. Um, how how much does email factor into all of this, and how should a company create um, their email strategy? Great question. So, email should be really your cornerstone. I would say if you're not making at least forty percent of your revenue from email, some would say fifty percent, you're missing the boat. It's a huge miss. So, you want to make sure you do have an email campaign. They're fairly easy to set up, but to get one to really run well, you really want someone with experience understanding this is the flow. So people send out kind of email blasts and say, hey, come buy this now, whatever, and kind of spam their customers. You really want to have a flow, almost like you would with your ad campaign. Introduce them to the product, bring in value, education, so they like your emails, and then you can offer some kind of an upsell or a discount or something like that. But don't do it every single time. So understanding the email and capturing the email. An email is worth, on average, about a $20 value. So someone will exchange their email if you're offering something with about $20 of value that they'll see. So they'll give you your, their email. Then you can retarget them. That is really kind of your goldmine, should be your foundation for moving forward. So if you had a Facebook campaign, there are multiple ways to monetize your Facebook campaign than just immediate sales. So again, going back a little higher level, if you can look and see, well, the Facebook generated uh, 500 email signups and I'm actually monetizing that Facebook traffic through my email. Uh, SEO actually brought in a thousand people and I got 200 emails from that. And I'm converting X number from the actual SEO and I'm converting X number from my email. So really making sure you don't lose sight of the full picture of how they're working together to make sure they are all driving your revenue and you are actually monetizing the traffic, maybe more in a long-term play as opposed to the short-term, and also understanding what you want. So if you need sales right now, other than having your branded terms rank in SEO, you'll want to focus on something more immediate, TikTok or Facebook, something that really produces sales quickly, and then have the SEO maybe in a longer-term bucket of how you're going to start to dominate your competition down the road. Um. One of the places you mentioned was TikTok. Where does that factor into all of this? Yeah, so TikTok's becoming more and more popular. Uh, again, it's a little bit like Facebook in the fact that it's an interruptive media. Facebook is uh, different in TikTok in that people on Facebook are usually a little, little bit of a different demographic. So they're older. Uh, so again, knowing who your customers are, knowing what platform they're on, will dictate and help where you put that. Uh, older people are getting on TikTok, so it is starting to trend that direction. But understanding, again, who you're targeting, why you're targeting them. TikTok is also unique in the fact that the more, I don't want to say homespun, 
but more real the content is that you create, the better it performs. So if you have a lot of time and high production quality on your ads, they actually won't perform very well on TikTok. Those need to go on Instagram or Facebook. So kind of just walk, I've actually got some myself where I'm just walking down the street, talking to the camera, giving some SEO tips. Those work great on TikTok. They don't work great on Facebook. So understanding the different channel and how the, the media needs to be presented on each one will have a big impact. Yeah. And you mentioned um, owning your email list, uh, which is really important. In the physical space, uh, there are a lot of people who do business on major websites like Amazon and uh, Shopify. Um, and then ownership of your list becomes paramount. Mm -hmm. um, tell us more about that and where the pitfall is. What do people have? Where should people focus? I would say a lot of people disregard email because it's not flashy. It's not uh, really attention getting. It's kind of boring. Well, it's email. I mean, it's outdated. It's actually huge. It's a big deal. And I'd say the biggest mistake is because it's fairly easy to set up. They think, okay, I'm only getting $3,000 a month from my email. It's probably maxed out. That's the best we can do. The truth is, if you had someone who really knew what to do and how to execute on that, you could be making 30000 a month. Uh, depending on the size of your list, how active they are. A lot of factors go into play, but there's a lot of really interesting things. I've recently done an audit on a, a business where they were really doing just email blasts. They were just sending out emails and they were doing about $3 million a month in revenue. I had my team go through and do an audit on there, examine everything, and we discussed. And they said, honestly, if this was were being run correctly, you're probably leaving $7 million per month on the table. Wow. Uh, and that brings me to AI, um, because there are a lot of people out there who say, OK, fine, I'm familiar with Facebook, I'm familiar with Google. And why should I hire people when I can just generate all this stuff through AI? Um, but we don't know what we don't know. So tell us more about that and why it's important to be able to consult with people in in marketing like yourself and your company? Yeah, uh, great question. I'd say the biggest downfall I've seen with AI is people use AI to cut corners and to just make things super easy and get it done. It will come back to bite you because AI is brand new. It's not a seasoned software and it does have a lot of pitfalls. So while it's getting better and it's definitely not going anywhere, I would make sure you use AI, especially right now, to augment or improve the work that you're doing so you can do more with less time. But if you do rely too heavily on AI without the expertise of how to execute it to make sure it's being done correctly, it will come back and take you down. A simple example would be a lot of AI, a lot of agencies started using AI to replace their entire content marketing team. They would fire, they say they had 10 people on staff, they'd fire eight of them and do everything with two people and just crank out lots of it. Google's algorithm right now, how it ranks websites, has had some of the most aggressive updates the past year in 2023, I have seen in over a decade. And it really targeted low content, low quality content. So if you're using AI, it can create content, but it's really not considered very high quality. If you had the two combined, if you had a good content writer that knew how to use AI, they can make an amazing content piece. They wouldn't do it as quickly, but they could have something that would rank well for years 
and you wouldn't have to worry about getting crushed by Google. So making sure whether it's ads or images or content, use it to improve what you're currently doing and do it in half the time as opposed to try and cut corners and just get it done and out of the way. Yeah, so important. And then, of course, um, as an agency, you're up to date on everything that's happening, uh, which if you're doing it all yourself, again, you may not you, you may not know some of the nuances. Um, one of the resources that you have on your website, which I thought was great, was that you have three different um, questionnaires that people can fill out. Uh, the first one is a lost revenue calculator. Tell us how you came to that and why that's important. Yeah, so a lot of people, one of the biggest pivotal points that can affect your campaign that can sink it or make it amazing is your conversion rate. So the channel is one piece. Once they land on the page of your website or your page itself, if you have a 1% conversion rate, or a 3% conversion rate, that can upend the entire campaign and make it not profitable at all. And people will look at that and say, well, it's just a 1% difference. The reality is that 1% is actually hundreds, thousands, or tens of thousands, or even millions of dollars are going out. And so I really wanted a calculator that could go, that could say, you know, if I'm getting 1,200 visitors per month and I have a 2% conversion rate, and each customer is worth $2,500 over the lifetime, what does that actually do? Like, uh, what, what, what is that? And then if I were to increase it to 3%, what would that do to my actual revenues? And all of a sudden it is, you know, $1,000 a day if you increase it 1%. And so if you look at where you're sending your traffic, if you're looking at the videos on your site, uh, the click button, the buttons on your site, the navigation, is it really geared to have them do what you want them to do? And you're getting a 2% conversion rate. If you can get that up to 3% and know how to do that to get to 3%, let's say it costs you $3,000 to improve your website. Well, according to these numbers, at your current rate, if you increase it 1%, you can make an extra $1,000 a day. And it becomes a no-brainer. Like, how soon can we get that done? Because I can make that up by Wednesday. Uh, so all of a sudden, it, it puts in perspective what you could be doing and as well as what you're losing by not being optimized to really get the most out of your traffic. Amazing. And then the second, the second um, quiz that you have is uh, checking your SEO score, which I actually did for one of my websites. Tell us more about that. So that's just a, a quick tool to look at your site from a technical standpoint. Uh, content is great. It's got to be there. But if Google can't see your site, if you're missing the fundamentals with the site structure, with your title tags, just basic blocking and tackling, shall we say, the content's not really going to matter because Google won't index it. It won't serve it up. It won't trust your website to actually serve it up to customers. So you got to make sure your site is technically sound before you can really address the content. Once you're good there, then you can make amazing content once you know Google will actually serve it up. Yeah, I discovered that on one of my websites, I didn't have that done correctly. Uh, so that was a total eye opener for me. And then the third is your PPC calculator. So tell us about that and what that does. So I, I love these calculators. I'm a numbers guy. And looking at these calculators, I really wanted to say, okay, these are the numbers we need to make your account successful, not just us, honestly, anybody. So 
one of the things that Bear Fox is built on is the, the word transparency. I just want to make sure you're aware of there's no pixie dust. There's no magic spell. It's just pull the curtain back. And this is what we have to work with. These are your competition. The way we execute on that can get complicated. And that's why we have a team of specialists. But I need to know your, with your budget, your competition. So Google ads are auction based. So it's, it's basically based on your competition. So the more competition you have, the more they drive up the cost per click. If they drive it up too high, all of a sudden your Google ads become non-profitable. And we can figure that out before you spend money by doing some niche research and understanding, well, it's going to cost you about $4 per click and your current conversion rate is 5%. We would need a 7% conversion rate to make it make it work. Uh, your closing sales, so you have a couple different metrics. You have the people that click on your ads and let's say you're doing services and you have that, they call you and say, okay, you close 25% of the people who actually call you. That needs to be taken into account. So you have the initial conversion from your website, but then you have, okay, do I close those sales? Are they sales and how does that work? And then understanding not just the initial sale, but how many times do they come back? Your customer lifetime value and making sure if it's low, increase it. Make sure you've got compelling offers. You can have them come back. You know, you're buying this product, but you also want this product. And all of a sudden you can work on your average order value and just look at the numbers and say, this is what I'm working with to make this campaign successful. This is where I need to be. And just walking through there. So it's really just giving you the tools to make you successful. We really view our clients more as partners. And so that's the relationship we want to have. We're not being able to work magic per se. We've got some amazingly skilled people. But if we don't have the budget we need or you don't have the margins in your product, I want to make sure you're successful before you pay us. So that's really what that is, is just a guide to say, this is what we're working with. Help us understand your numbers so we can make you successful. That's wonderful. One of the other uh, areas that you've spoken about is reviews. People think that reviews are paramount. Um, tell us about where reviews stand in terms of a website. So reviews are very important. It really comes down to a credibility standpoint um, more than anything. Uh, Google reviews are great. Again, it's about that credibility. So if you really want sales, you've got to have some way to say, you can trust me and make sure you're, you're showcasing that. Like, yes, people have great experience with my product. Really, it's kind of the foundation. That's really what eBay relied on to make people start to trust the internet years ago is they had people actually give the reviews and say, yeah, it's a credible seller. I won't get ripped off. It really hasn't changed much. And so the more reviews you can say, say it put at the top, whether it be customers or other websites or awards you've gotten, that credibility is going to be critical to make sure with all of the questionable stuff out there, especially with AI, even uh, stuff that is smoke and mirrors, the more trust you can build in your website from their first interaction with you say, no, these guys are legitimate. I can spend money with them and not regret it is going to work to your favor. That's another area I need to work on. And you casually mentioned once before about um, addresses and PO boxes in terms of searches. Uh, tell us where that is right now, because there, with all of the online uh, people who, online companies, uh, consultants and um, uh, coaches, many of them and me as well, I don't want to have a physical address on our website. Where does, how does that play into it? 
So a, a physical dress is important to have on there. Whether you want to have a PO box is a bit of a flag for Google. They don't like, they used to not have a problem with them and they kind of changed that. So they definitely want to have some kind of a physical address. So I would definitely recommend having something on there, whether it be your, not your home address, but some kind of an address you can have things set up with. So you can, again, appear be legitimate, not just appear, but be legitimate in Google's perspective. A lot of the things with customers and with Google is really tailoring their expectations to make sure that you are trustworthy. And that really is, if you think of Google's product, their product is really that first page. When you Google blue cars, the first thing that comes up is that blue car and that page of saying these are the best blue cars you should be buying. That page is Google's product. And so with that in mind, if Google doesn't trust you that you're going to serve up a good experience for a blue car, they're not going to put you there. And so making sure you're meeting their expectations with what they want to see. A physical address is just one more piece of the credibility piece that they want to see to make sure that they feel good putting you up there. So your navigation, your content, everything is good, but making sure you are legitimate and a physical address is one of those must-haves to make sure you're legit. Yeah, I've got to take another look at what I've been doing as well. Um, so what uh the companies that you work with or the people you work with, um, do you have a size range that you prefer working with? So we typically work with companies that are doing north of about a million in revenue up to about 50 million. Uh, it depends on the company size we and what their services are. So we do typically focus on that. You usually have a marketing budget. So starting out with, hey, I've got 500 bucks my grandmother lent me, is usually not gonna be enough to get the, the level of service we need. So we wanna make sure that you're in a position that you can invest in your company to get it to grow. And that scaling part is really kind of a sweet spot. We do go in and fix a lot of, uh, shall we say, dumpster fires where people have been ripped off by their agencies. They had to rent their website. And so we help them build a site, get on their feet and set the foundation and then move forward. Or we fix the foundation and it's been badly broken, not working. But ideally, usually our packages start between two to three thousand per month and move up from there. Uh, we've done SEO campaigns north of fifty thousand per month. So it depends, but just making sure you do have a budget that yes, I want to grow this. I want to increase my revenues by ten to twenty thousand per month. What can what channel channels can I focus on? What systems can I put in place that can get me there? Excellent. Um, so for all of our listeners, all of the information will be in the show notes as to where they can find you and how they can reach you. T tell us where they can find you. So bearfoxmarketing.com is the best place to find us. We've got a lot of um, buttons on there. Let's have a conversation, request a call today. We're on there on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel with content on there. So any questions about my philosophies, kind of how we work got a lot of content up there facebook instagram uh, tiktok we're, we're everywhere uh real bear newman is typically my profile that i use on those so we're anything bear newman related or bear fox marketing you'll find us um yes and i did and i did love your youtube videos um i watched almost all of them and they were very very helpful uh, so I can't thank you enough for that. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Anne. Appreciate it. Had a great time. Thanks for joining us. 
Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.